Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I play Tam Rivor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of The Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 2, A Distant Echo. And this is um, the second of four parts for the opening arc of Season 7. And um, hopefully you've already heard my review of uh, The Bad Batch. And... This won't be this won't be incredibly long because since it is part of a, an an arc, um, I'll probably save my longer review for the fourth episode um, when it's more of a summary of the whole thing. Uh, so you know I'm just going to touch on what uh, what I observed, what I liked about this episode, and it was an excellent episode. Um, you know, unfortunately, I haven't. I didn't do like the full Clone Wars rewatch. I mean, I have episodes here and there that I like, but this one was solid and maybe maybe one of the best episodes in the whole run. Um, but yes, it was it was so well done. Um, it was directed by Stuart Lee, who um, I recognize from some episodes of Star Wars Resistance, so he's he knows his stuff, and it was written by. Um, Matt Michnovich, um, Brent Friedman, and Dave Filoni. Now, Matt and Brent wrote The Bad Batch also. And then for the, for Dave to be in there, I'm guessing he wrote, <clears throat> you know, from what I understand, because if, if you listen to my review of the last episode and you're familiar with the episodes, The Bad Batch was done in animatics years ago. And they just finally updated the the graphics and everything. From what I understand, the scene that I'll discuss with Anakin and Padme and all that is new. So I'm guessing Dave wrote that one, and then they added it in to what um, the other guys wrote all those years ago. So uh, jumping right in, um, uh, we're back on an axis, and we get another great sweeping shot going into the hangar where the uh, the Republic forces are. And, um, I, you know, I mentioned on the last episode, too, um, it's the same hangar that we see on Star Wars Rebels in um, the, uh, the episodes Out of Darkness. Let me see. Well, let's turn one page back in my notes. Um, oh, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Out of Darkness. Um, so the same setting, but, you know, they make great use of their animation there um you know uh, we get our first uh, in this episode interaction between hunter from the bad batch and captain rex and you know the way they're going about their plans for the for the mission and you know they have some tense moments later on in the episode too i really liked how they play against each other and of course 
all the clones are played by D. Bradley Baker, so he's talking to himself. And, it, you know, having a very, very nice, tense mood. So, let's get into it. We get to the Anakin and Padme scene, where, you know, it helps to establish the timeline. It's, they are in the Outer Rim Sieges, which was mentioned in Revenge of the Sith. And we see, you know, Padme's wearing the outfit that she would eventually wear on Mustafar, but, you know, she's not showing as much, but she's definitely pregnant, and Anakin, you know, he's not looking down, he's just concerned about looking her in the face, so I, it's understandable that he didn't realize she was pregnant yet, but, um, you know, of course we get the amazing part where Rex is trying to cover for him, and, um, you know, just keeping a watch out, and then Obi-Wan shows up. And there's just so many implications here because, well, A, we know, you know, because of the Great Line, we find out that Obi-Wan knew about Padme and Anakin the whole time, but, you know, how can you not, since he knows both of them so well? But yeah, we have confirmation that Rex knew about the relationship. Um, and... Again, since we're watching these episodes having already seen Old Man Rex in Rebels, you know, the implications are there. You know, how many of these pieces does he eventually put together? Because, you know, they retconned it. He lived long enough to fight at the Battle of Endor. You know, they said he was the bearded rebel soldier on the ground when it was, in fact, a white guy, but, you know, all the clones would be Maori, or Ma however you pronounce it. They, you know, they look like um, Tamora Morrison. Um, anyway, so Rex lived that long. He had to have known there was a, you know, rebel commander named Luke Skywalker. And he had to have figured out that he was the son of Anakin and Padme. So that's a story I want told at some point. But I mean, this, this scene is just amazing, and I'm glad if it you know that was the one written by Dave that it was put in. And we got across the stars um, for the music, uh, which was great. Uh, so anyway, we're, we move on to um, Skaka Minor. And um, you see the natives are called the Politex. And, you know, it got, it got very, very much of an avatar vibe to it. You know, they, they worship these flying reptiles, um, kind of like the Banshees, you know, on Pandora. Um, and, you know, I really liked uh, that they have an alien language, a very cool sounding one, too, for Star Wars. And that you have to rely on tech to do all the translation. Um, you know, that's been a hit and miss thing in Star Wars sometimes where... And it fascinates my son, Little Han, a lot that, you know, you're able... That, like with Han and with Chewie, when Chewie's, you know, speaking in uh, Shri Wook, that Han can understand it, but then he can reply in English and or in basic... And then Chewie can understand that. 
And then, like, when you're talking to Jabba, he speaks Hatties, but he understands basic, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool that they just flat out translated, um, their language here. <clears throat> I'm zipping through because, you know, like I say, I'm kind of just doing brief summaries of what I liked and then we'll do, you know, a more comprehensive review later. Um, so yeah, really like the aliens. Um, the, the cool thing about tech also, because you're looking through his visor sometimes in the traditional Star Wars technology view, I, I really liked that thermal reading, uh, graphic when Anakin gets pulled away by the reptile. And yeah, it's a good time to mention the Bad Batch, you know, each of them has their own trait because of uh, the genetic engineering and all that. But they all, they all got put to such good use in this episode. Because Hunter's, the, you know, the leader and, um, you know, taking that, you know, and then, you know, of course leading the group, but also, you know, using his, his experience when it comes to Rex and all that. Uh, taking charge when he needs to. You've got Tech, who, you know, does a great job with his abilities here. Um, man, I'm blanking on uh, Wrecker. Well, I mean, Wrecker, he just loves to fight, and he's pretty awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, I loved his line uh, later on about... Um, you know, it's not the, the heights uh, so much as the gravity. And then um, uh, Crosshair, you know, he, um, yeah, he got to use his sharpshooting skills quite a bit in this episode, like when he saves Anakin later on from the battle droids. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool group. And, you know, they just had, way, you know, even more individuality than some of the other clones we've seen in the previous episodes. So, um, <clears throat> once they're on the planet, they got to make it to um, Perkel, which is the stronghold city where Wat Tambor is. And I really liked the interior design of that stronghold because it looked like the game Bioshock. Um, which sure haven't played it in years but I loved the you know, almost steampunk um, early 20th century bathysphere uh, architecture of it it's a great if you've never played it it's a really good game and I don't even like first person games that much because admittedly they make me nauseous but because of the way, you know, it's not a, like a gun that you use in the game. You're like, it's more about what you're doing in each hand. So it, it, I was able to play it better. But the story's really cool. And also, um, you know, the longtime Star Wars voice actor, Stephen Stanton, does voices in it. So I know it's a personal favorite of his. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the architecture here really made me think of Bioshock, and I thought it was cool. 
I also dug the new battle droids with that. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what look they were going for, but it, it reminded me of in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen when Ravage goes to retrieve the shard from the military base deploys all those like really small Decepticons and they form together and create like this razor thin bird like Decepticon who can you know get through the the uh, narrow areas and uh, steal the shard cannot remember the Decepticon's name but yeah it made me think of that like very bird like with the way they walk but they still had the the Roger voice. Um, I don't think we've seen that look before. Somebody may have to correct me. Um, but yeah, I really like the, the battle droids. And uh, just overall, the the fight scenes we had at Perkel uh, were really cool. Because um, it's, it's a pretty small group of clones, but they're having to fight off quite a few battle droids. Um it just looked it just looked great and you know I, I talked about it last week the the animation now that we're this far into it you know 12 years after the initial episodes just looks so amazing like that one scene where you have like three of the flying reptiles landing in the the, the village at the same time just so detailed and crisp and the colors on this planet um, yeah, just beautiful stuff. So the, the, the fight scenes were really cool. Um, and then, yeah, um, uh, Echo and Rex are able to get in and they, they find Echo. Did I say Echo? Tech. Tech and Rex find Echo, yes. Um, so he's hooked up. You know, uh, you know, you had the drama all episode about, you know, is it really tech? Is it a trap? Um, um, man, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, thinking back, like when, you know, Anakin has to have a heart to heart with Rex about, you know whether or not Echo's dead and what, you know, what that means for going on with the mission. Um, you know, it causes strife with Rex and Hunter. Um, yeah, so he's actually there. Um, you know, what, now that's the way the episode ends because there's more to come with two more episodes, but, um, you just wonder like what is actually is his state of mind was, how willing was he to divulge the the game plans and the military strategies as what, what they thought was an algorithm? Um, still, yeah, still a lot of questions to be answered about that. Um, so I can't wait to see. You know, again, I have not watched all the animatics. I don't know what's coming uh, for the next two weeks. Uh, I know some people have already seen it. I'm sure. As we found out, you know, um, this episode, there's things that could be added or subtracted from the episode before they're aired. Um, yeah, it's, it's really freaky. You know, you see Echo hooked up, like all the things going into his head. 
kind of like makes you think of Lobot a little bit, like with the apparatus he wore on his head. And he wasn't entirely human at that point um, because of the implants and all that. So, uh, just great episode with, you know, the beautiful animation and the way the team is working together and uh, the internal conflict about, you know, the mission versus personal matters. Um, yeah, just really good stuff. It's just great to have Clone Wars back and to be able to talk about it like on a week-to-week basis like this, which is a first for me. I'm, I'm glad, um, glad I can do it. Um, so yeah, can't wait for next week uh, to see uh, see what the next step is on this. Hope Echo's okay, and we'll, we'll see what his fate is because he's not in Rebels, so you really don't know what his uh, what's going to happen to him. You know, we, we know Rex is fine, but that's it. So uh, we sh- we shall find out. Um, that, that's all I got to say about this episode. Uh, again, very brief, just because of the format of the way they handle the arcs on the show. Um, you know, if you have any feedback or additional thoughts on it, feel free to get a hold of me on social media. I'm, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Dakar, R A D I O D Q A R. You can find all my episodes uh, archived on. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Overcast, um, Google Play. Uh, If you listen on Apple, I would really appreciate a five-star review um, to help make the show more visible uh, to others. Uh, If you'd like to become a patron of the show and uh, support the basic upkeep, um, you can do that at patreon.com slash radio Dakar. But... Appreciate everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. And we will see you next week for the next review. Until then, may the force be with you.